a seat to the bar and join us for another episode of McAnally's Pubcast, a podcast exploring the fun and fantastical mind of Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files series. Hosts Tansen, Jess, and Maggie bring you another round of literary analysis on this immense, immersive, and colorful environment inhabited by Harry Dresden, the world's only licensed private investigator and professional wizard. Join an active and engaged community of new and diehard dedicated fans focused on the fabulous themes, theories, characters, context, lore, and more. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the stream of consciousness that is free flow rambling. For today's episode, we've decided to do little to no cuts for your listening enjoyment. This particular recording day was very much on the rambling side. We thought it would be fun to have one episode where you get to see us in all our naked vocal glory. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy this ride. It is a random one. Welcome to the McAnally's Pubcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 9.11, Killer Solo, where we are covering the novel Summer Night. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Romeo. Where for art now? <laughs> it's fun the first time. <laughs> I just do R for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm just spelling out, this is a song that never ends. <laughs> <laughs> just get worried if she just starts uh, doing funny. Sierra and uh, <laughs> Sierra. What's about? Oh. October. October. Sierra. October. Sierra. October. Sierra. October. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your generous support. It's people like you who help us to do what we do. If you're not yet a Patreon subscriber, sign up today and get a fuck ton of bonus content, kick-ass merch, behind-the-scenes outtakes, and more. Sign up today at www.patreon.com slash freeflowrambling. Chapter 14 Elodie leads Dresden to Undertown and is then guided by Grimalkin to the court of the Winter Lady. The court dances until one of the band members plays himself to death, at which point Lady Maeve of the Winter Court acknowledges Dresden. Harry immediately asks her if she's killed the Winter Knight, but Maeve will not answer without making a bargain first. So it starts off kind of funny. They, they go with their little LED fairy. And uh, they go through alleys and up a fire escape and across the roof and down the other side and through a junk-cluttered abandoned lot and then to the bedway. And there's like, maybe I should have asked for someone that could read a street map and lead us in the car. <laughs> the scenic route. Right? It reminds me of the old, like, family circus cartoons and every time they would show going somewhere, it would be like the little dotted lines or whatever and when they'd show the kids. And it would be like these random, like... You know, going out the door and then like a loop around a flower and then across the lawn and then up the tree and then, you know, the way little kids will just wander and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is basically the route they took. Yeah, it's like, to see the little thing going all the way all over this little bath of Chicago until they end up like next door to the alley they started in or something. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, so they end up down in, in some old abandoned. There's an ice cream truck, people. Ice cream I'm truck sorry, we have to pause this podcast. There's literally an ice cream truck going. We'll be back in just a moment. Oh, I got it. Uh, for solitaire again. You got the solitaire? You recorded the what? I just finally hit the highest high score you can get. Oh, okay. What is the highest high score you can get? 8,500. Mm. Maybe if you can go extra, extra, extra fast. Now, but. landscape it. I, I should, I should. <laughs> I'd rather you go get ice cream from the ice cream truck. That's far more exciting than your solitaire high score. Um, 
I've done nothing to play Solitaire for a month. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I guess I go back to Sudoku. <laughs> okay, we're back from our ice cream break. <laughs> um... So yeah, was it just the regular commuter tunnels? Was it like the the train tunnel thingies? I had to look at that paragraph a couple of times to to sort of figure it out because I thought it was like like the the regular commuter tunnels, and then it gets to this sort of older section is how I took yes, it. Yes, but I just wasn't a hundred percent sure if the commuter tunnels meant just like because we first the pedway. So is this just like like our plus fifteen in reverse? We have walkways that are 15 feet above downtown, and you can cross building to building without having to go outside. And these are just, like, un- un- underground walkways? Or is this, like, a commuter tunnel, as in, Jessica, we can hear you typing on your phone as you do that. Oh, awkward. Is that, is that what I'm hearing? I'm like, that's, that's what you're hearing. Yeah, yeah, that's her keyboard. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> um, or is this, like, like train tunnel commuter tunnels where you like go down to the subway but then overall it's like just for the see for like, the other further is the pedway which sounds like is pedway an actual thing like if we look that up like would we yes i think that is I'm, I'm i feel very much like i did see a picture of the pedway it's just a footway built for pedestrians in an urban area that's yeah. where the pedway is oh so it could be anything basically well, but, you know, like I say, so when he refers to these commuter tunnels, is it one or the other or both or... Vehicular or walkway? Basically, the way that I imagined it is that he's going to underground. So it's probably just like you go down into the subway tunnels and then you just, like, go into the restricted no-access area and then you're in underground. Like... Right. So the fact that it's called, like, the Pedway system, because that obviously indicates pedestrian... So the commuter yeah. tunnels are not necessarily the pedway, and the pedway is something else that leads to the commuter tunnels. Do you see? This is what I'm getting at. My point is that it doesn't matter. <laughs> going to Undertown. <laughs> I think go. at one point he describes going through a construction site, so it's all sorts of confusing for Yeah. Like, I really... Yeah, the fairy doesn't... I had to read it a few times. I was like, what? This Where is are like they? as the crow flies. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. This is, I think, this is definitely, like, our plus 15 system in reverse. This is a savvy Chicagoans and visitors can make their way around the loop without ever emerging above ground. That's thanks to the Pedway, one of the most visited parts of subterranean Chicago. It's a series of passageways that connects 50 office buildings, shopping centers, train stations, and parking structures. Oh, it's totally a particularly handy route during Chicago's winters. So yeah, so whereas, <clears throat> whereas we built ours above ground and have big glass tunnels between buildings that you can walk across and see everybody driving around, they did theirs underground, and you can... Okay. And ours are also partially, so you don't have to venture outside in winter. <laughs> okay. Great to busk, too. Or just not so deal with... Crossing traffic and things, yeah. So so my work is, like, connected to uh, what you could essentially say is a strip mall. Okay. But all the businesses, including, like, the grocery stores and the apartment buildings and all of the shops and things, we're all connected by the underground parking lots. Yep. So when one place has a fire alarm... Due to the connection of the parking lots to all businesses, every single store gets the fire alarm. Mm-hmm. So every single store has to evacuate if one of the shops gets fire alarm. As we have all learned many, many times <laughs> during the construction process as they are still building the strip mall. And everything keeps going off Everything regularly. keeps going off and they have to test things for each and every shop as they slowly go up. Mm. So, if all of Chicago is connected underground... I understand why all of Chicago has burnt down many, many times. (laughs) (laughs) One of the many reasons. (laughs) All those flammable gas swamps, too, from the marsh they built on, but... Well, hey. That must be really... Can't all be perfect. (laughs) My sympathies, because we had that a while ago, where, like, testing alarm systems and things, and, yeah, it's really freaking annoying to have it go off, like, ten times a day. Hmm. So anyway, so I guess it's a mixture of, like, pedestrian tunnels and that also lead to the train tunnels and whatever. So yes, whatever part they finally get to a danger keep-out spot and walk right in because that's what you do every time you see a danger keep-out sign in a tunnel underground somewhere in the city where you live. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look! It's a dark tunnel where I can't see anything. Let's go! Everybody knows that's where the best adventures are. (laughs) Yes. 
Dresden <clears throat> brings his pentacle out and lights the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking, because I think this is the first time he sort of brings it out in this book, so this is the first time we get the little quick description of it and stuff like that. And for some reason, it made me think back to... So it's not a particularly complicated piece of jewelry. It's simply the circle with the five stars. So you've got some little small corner pieces in between the points and things. When he sent this thing flying through a Lucaru in book two... How did he get it back is when I want to know. Did it embed what? itself? Like, I wonder... No, I feel like he said it went through him. So he had to go poke around the field and find it. Oh, it went through him. I think it went through him. Oh, I had just the gory... That it embedded itself. Of him pulling it out of the loop guru. And, yeah. yeah, no, I, I would have to go back and see the exact description, but my, what I feel is my remembered... Not all of them have... When what? Yeah. I said my remembered, how I envision it is I'm thinking it went through him. So regardless of whether he pulled it out or it went through him, point being, that thing still passed through the body of something. So admittedly, it's not super duper, duper complicated or complex or intricate. But at the same time, there are a few little, how much like blood and guts and gore was trapped, dried on, gunked into that pentacle? Like, did he have to get in there with like the toothpicks and did he just like dunk it and like dissolve it and clean it? Did he, you know what I mean? I don't know why this suddenly popped up then, but this is like the first, you know, introduction to the pentacle in this one. And for some reason, I was just thinking about that. You like, have an image of like guts all over it. Well, gross. it would be, right? <laughs> I mean, think about it. If you sent this thing, Tanzan like pulled her out and we're looking at her little, little pentacle necklace thingy here. So I'm dangling it for all you people that can't actually see me. But I mean, yeah, if you sent this, you know, you whipped it around like a bolo thingy and sent it flying and it literally penetrated through the entire body of a being... Or got stuck and you had to pull it out. It's going to be pretty And if it went through, gunky. that chain is gross. The whole thing is is pretty, right? And I mean, I've had Jessica come and like ask me to just remove like a couple of stray hairs that got tangled and knotted in a necklace. And she can't handle that. If that thing was covered in like literal... Viscera. Right? <laughs> First of all, I'm not patient at all and I won't even try. That's but Harry doesn't have a mom, so... <laughs> So true. <laughs> so he's had to get used to cleaning his own jewelry, okay? <laughs> God save me from my life. <laughs> it's nice to know I'm still useful and relevant. Yes, for now. <laughs> it's actually really funny because the 16-year-old that we've hired to do some work for us this summer literally had a necklace the other day that got in a knot. She's like, oh, I hate this. I have such trouble getting it out. I'm like, hand it over. <laughs> <laughs> I have spent years untangling my children's jewelry. <laughs> Mostly, yeah, whether because they can't or because they just refuse to try in the first place. Refuse to try in the first so place. So I had to unknot the little fine chain of her little necklace that she just got for her birthday. <laughs> and then I snapped the chain. That, oh, not that hers. Was, that was not part of the story. <laughs> no. No. But I thought that's what I thought of this I was today. just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what did you yeah. say? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> and then I found $20. <laughs> did Amber ever tell you that? Like, this is to the story? Like, she, the, it's the most genius thing in the world. It honestly oh, is. Oh, it's does ring a vague she, bell now, but I'm not She had a friend that, like, would ramble, and then she, she kept, caught herself, and she realized that there was no point to her story. She would oh. just end it by saying, and then I found $20, and people would go, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she didn't find $20. <laughs> the most okay, genius shit in the brilliant. world, right? <laughs> I might need to teach that one to my boss. <laughs> You think I'm bad. Like I say, at least I say all mine at top speed so you don't have to sit there for very long. She has just as many stories with just as many tangents and repeats them just as often. But she talks much slower and will not be rushed and has. And I literally lose hours of a workday because I can't tell my boss to shut up and go away. And I'm like, hey, uh, yes, if she wants to pay me <laughs> to sit and listen to her stories, I will sit. But honestly... Like, my hours are from 8 o'clock until 5 o'clock. It is not uncommon for me to actually, like, properly, fully start doing my job until anywhere between, like, 8.30 and 9.30. Often more and around, like, that 9 o'clock mark. That 
first half an hour to an hour of the day is just finding out what she did the night before and this and that and talking about what may or may not need to be done or what she remembered overnight about this. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like I say, it's not all bad, but sometimes I'm like, I really do have stuff I need to like do. <laughs> like if you actually want to get caught up and get ahead, I actually have to work on some of this at some point. Um... <laughs> the pentacle flew towards the loop, grew like a comet, incandescent white, and struck the creature's breast like lightning, hammering into an ancient tree. There was a flash of light, too much power unleashed, and a flaring of energy as the mystic substance shattered the loop, grew's invulnerability, carving into it, coursed through it in a bl blinding blue-white shower of sparks. Blue fire erupted from its chest, its black heart's blood ignited into blinding flame, and the creature screamed, arching backwards in agony. There was a sound of thunder, flashes of more light, someone screaming. Maybe it was me. So it doesn't really say that it went through him. It says that, like, Harley stopped being a loop guru, yeah. fell to his knees, the silver of my amulet's chain spilled out between his fingers and dangled down his chest. He stared down at the wound for a moment, and then I saw him relax. McFinn looked at me. And in his face, I saw the grief and agony and impotent rage. Everything he'd felt during all those years of being unable to control himself. Cursed to cause blah, blah, blah. Okay. And quiet smile. Okay, so yeah, I do remember that now with this bill. Okay, so yeah, so basically just embedded in his chest and he kind of put a hand over it and then... So he did the gross part for Harry. He took well, it out himself. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, as his shape dis so I mean, because the form of the loop guru was so much bigger and thickier than yeah, it wasn't as embedded. Yeah, so it either just kind of came loose because it hadn't reached where his quote unquote human body was in like the middle of all that mass, or yeah, again, it did stick in it. He just kind of plucked it out. Oh. The ice cream truck is on its way back. He's back. That's what I just said. It's because it's a circle. Yeah. Now you all know where Tanzan live. They called the sec. In a city in Alberta, in Canada, <laughs> in where a, they have ice cream trucks, cul-de-sac, and <laughs> just and pedways to stay, and and what is elevated pedways plus plus fifteen pedways. <laughs> yeah, I think plus fifteen is probably the dead. The plus fifteen away. would instantly give like, it away instantly. <laughs> but it's funny because I know so many people that have no idea why it's called. They're like when they find out that's why they call it a plus fifteen, they're like, oh, and it's like yeah, because it's 15, fifteen feet in the air. Yeah, and they're like, Weird. oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> Thought of it like <laughs> I just know that they're plus 15, so I didn't never thought to exactly why they, like, like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. point, point there you, go, <laughs> you and everyone else now. Everyone, yes. don't worry, you are not alone. <laughs> so, so Chicago mm. has like elevated trains that they call it. Uh, we have like on like an underground walkway, and we have like elevated walkways and like underground trains, so <laughs> we're like exactly like Chicago but in reverse. Yeah, exactly. We don't have underground trains yeah. as much, though. We've got, like, on-the-ground trains. Well, some of it goes on the ground, too. But it's like, under the well, ground for, like, one, one stop. goes through yeah, a cemetery actually, hill. Yeah. That's the creepy one. Yeah. Is there a cemetery mm. on either side? I I'm like, assuming you're above just going it, too. Under yeah, it. the good thing about that one stop, though, is that, like, it can't even maintain power when it goes through it. So it's the entire always thing flickers. always... No, the whole thing goes completely black for the moment that you go into the cemetery. Oh. It can't it can't keep the connection, so from both ends it's just complete darkness, and then you're good again. Yes, uh, that shit doesn't flicker. It goes yeah. like because oh. most of them flicker. I don't remember that because it goes underground in a couple Crazy. spots, and it goes in the air on two spots as well. I have noticed because you feel yeah now especially with the Westbrook end of it, yeah. they do. Um, Cause I was gonna say it's like it would always be something like it would take you a minute to register because you'd like go into the tunnel or whatever. And then, yeah, it would cut out, and you're like, oh, I'm going... But then it was like... Because usually you're reading or something mm -hmm. on the train or whatever, right? And then, yeah, it took me a bit to realize. I was like, no, wait, because the lights inside the cars were... So, it like, we went into the tunnel, and it got dark, but we still had light. And then you reach, like you say, the center point or something of that tunnel, and the inner lights go out, too, and then you are dark and for a minute. the whole thing is dark. And then oh. you get... So I was like, oh, yeah, it's not just like, oh, I'm in a tunnel, it's dark. It's like, no, wait, we did have lights when we started this. Yeah, <laughs> that is a haunted tunnel. <laughs> right? <laughs> or it just goes for a while, but they can't keep the connection. Because <laughs> the, train, the train runs from the strength the above overhead. the train, and the overhead doesn't go through the tunnel. The overhead just strings. Just the momentum ru pushes it through the tunnel from oh. before that. Until it, they just didn't get permission to run, like, like, Cables all through people's like coffins. <laughs> do you, oh, you mind, know what? That's do you cemetery. Mind if we stay the that cemetery has been there so long, though. Like there wouldn't be bodies there in the way. 
It would be dust at this point. Like, they well, okay, died. but it would still be okay. But it's more of the site, Respect the spots. The fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, we, can we just run our Wi-Fi underground? You know, your corpses with that, are right? ruining the water, right? That's why we shouldn't be burying anymore. Cemeteries are bad for humanity. Keeping that many dead bodies is ruining our plants and water systems in every city across the globe. Interesting. I never thought about it like that. It is. We're running. And there out are of a lot keep- that don't. You know, all the. Well, I don't know if the, I was going to say the Viking funerals, but that might not help because you just lit them on fire and still sent them out to sea. So I guess everything's still going there. But, but yeah, all the different cultures and things that do different. Okay, he knows we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to keep going by and keep getting shout outs. Jokes on you, buddy. They don't actually know where we are. And this won't come out for weeks. Free advertising. <laughs> yeah, this is going to come out when ice cream season is done. <laughs> And there's the hot chocolate truck, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) My God, we have gone on every tangent possible today. I I was just thinking back to all the stuff that we just talked about. How much of this is actually... Cut, cut, cut. (laughs) Bits and pieces of it are funny and can be in. I don't know about the whole thing, but I'm sure you know. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, I don't know how hard it was to clean that pentacle out or if you just, like, dropped it in the thing of Mr. Clean and let it all just dissolve everything out bleach. of it. And was like, okay, I'm good to go again. Hazmat suit and bleach. Stuck, like the, um, like on bones and things where they use, like, the flesh-eating bl- bugs to clean corpses. He just, like, dropped it in there and let them eat all oh, the stuff off it. he used Fuego on it. <laughs> he burnt the shit out of that stuff. Like, oh, okay, God, but he said smoke. it was in a fire explosion. It probably was just, like, left on that necklace. Maybe it was. Maybe it didn't come out all gross and gunky. Because I was going to say, I know you st- when you stick your marshmallow prongs, like, into the fire to try and cook all that off, it doesn't really come all that clean, <laughs> that easily. It just ends up charring gross. it on there. Like. Gross. I, got, I got the chills because I got, I got grossed out. Roasting werewolves. <laughs> Roasting werewolves on an open fire. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we listen to the ice cream truck go around and around and around. (laughs) (laughs) Why is your bonus reel 20 minutes long? (laughs) Because we love our patrons. It's all for you. Free flow rambling. (laughs) Definitely conjure by it at your own risk. (laughs) Was that in the Necromancer one that I said it in or was it in this one? I was like, you guys need to free flow flow rambling, not... Super succinct people. <laughs> yeah, that I must have so. been necro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... I'm just upholding the brand image. Right? <laughs> it's like we truth in advertising, people. We yeah. are fully transparent. <laughs> I almost feel like we need to get a little thing like that now. Make up a little thing where it's like free flow, rumbling, ding. I know. And then you can just. Occasionally insert that, you know, just have it like pop up. You know how they do like little bleeps or like the Batman's like pow, zap. It's like we'll be going on and all of a sudden you'll just, you know, we get to the end of whatever it is, then you'll be just like free flow, rambling, ding, ding, ding. I have actually considered, I was I was playing at the piano, I was like, I want to make a jingle for her. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not that creative, so it didn't work out. <laughs> I'm like, uh. It needs to be like four notes, come on. <laughs> It should, it should just be like little those little tinkly bells, like it should. But I also feel Rally. a little bit like it needs to be like the bingers. You know what I mean? Like like the Netflix, like doom, or like the Orbit gum commercials or something where we have like little flashes, like the little ching. Like you know, the just, Netflix ding is just from House of Cards, their very first ever made. I heard that TV yeah. show. Yeah, I think I did hear that. But point being is, it's you know we just need it can't just be the little like a fantasy or just play someone on Fiverr. But yeah, I just feel like it needs that punctuation. (laughs) Okay. So he pulls out his (laughs) third paragraph. Go. (laughs) Tentacle. And it's miraculously clean. This is a fantasy book. And it's two years later. So this wasn't even great peril. This is like full moon. I'm sure you cleaned it up. Um, So yeah, they start going down dark tunnels and hallways and they get to where it starts a dark getting like and winding path on a dark and stormy night with a little fairy <laughs> <laughs> um and then it starts getting into i think like it starts out sort of man-made tunnely and starts getting like older and rougher and not so and then they kind of get to a dead end 
And Elodie's just like bopping around and whatever. And he's like, aha, I bet you there's. Oh, yeah, he feels it and can get a sense of. So he's like, ah, there must be like a magic doorway here somewhere. Or like a hidden doorway. Not necessarily like magic, magic. And I think it's. And we get a little bit of a history while they're walking, too, about how Chicago is. Yeah, I was sunk. just going to say it's either, yeah, when they get to this point or as they're walking. Yeah. And, uh, and this is what I'm City within city within city. Yeah, city beneath city beneath city beneath city. Yeah, well, and and that's what Billy's like. He's like Undertown. Like I've never heard of it. And Dresden's like, yeah, I must have been working here about five six years before I did. And I'm like, um, so that's just right now. <laughs> you learned about it a week ago. According to the timeline, I'm like, I learned okay. about it when this fairy LED told me about. It. <laughs> but you don't let anybody knew. You just like, or no, you know, you're just like, yeah, I knew that, right? Like, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. that bravado again. <laughs> What are you talking about, Billy? You didn't know about Undertown all the time? Fucking idiot. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, like, okay, fine. We will give him it has been, like, a couple of years by the time the first three books have happened now. So, was, But yeah, it would have been, like, basically you would have just found out about it, like, at least around Stormfront well, then, if not, like, a week ago, you know? I was say, even Stormfront is a little late. I'd say more, like, around Full Moon Grave Peril to now, like. Yeah, well, make up your mind. Could you keep saying he came at, like, 20 and opened Stop! Up yelling at me <laughs> i gave my timeline just because you can't remember it doesn't mean it's on me <laughs> but you said he like came to chicago and opened up business around 20 and he's like 25 and like stormfront I so if he figured out he said he'd been i swear that was you said but like how many years how many years was he oh apprenticing with uh, ragged so angels <laughs> okay that's a bit much over the I believe you have to do like a year's apprenticeship. So as far as I know, I don't think he did more than that with Nick. Nick Christian. But yeah, something like that. Anyways, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, you keep holding him at like 25, like for the first four books, even though they're the supposed to happen. And then all of a sudden off. he's like 28. And then I think she's the one that doesn't remember her timeline. Um, that would definitely be me. <laughs> Right? She's stealing your your <laughs> shtick. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. 45 years is when he came to Stormfront. Okay? 45 years is when he came to Chicago before Stormfront. 45 years. Four to five <laughs> years before Stormfront is when he arrived in Chicago. Okay. At 20. So, at tw okay, thank you. Okay. So okay, yes, so he's 25 24, in 25. In Stormfront. And if it was five or six years, then okay, fine. Maybe he didn't discover it until, like, Grave Peril. Because Full Moon is, like, six months after Stormfront, because that was spring, and then that happens around his birthday. And Grave Peril is exactly one year later. One year later. Okay, so there's, like, a year and a half. And then this is, like, another, like, seven or eight months to July, so like June. Two years or something, yeah. But, yeah, so if it was, like, five or six, then, yeah, apparently in, like, Grave Peril, he discovered yeah. the underground. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe once he sucked all these, these vampire... Um, victims up out of there. He's like, oh shit, there's a whole thing down there. <laughs> he went looking pop, for Popped vamp. in with, with Agatha Hagelthorn and was like, she's got a whole fucking other Chicago under here. <laughs> yeah. He was looking for vampire venom antidotes and he's like, what the fuck is down here? <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, so this is one I think, like I say, it might be somewhat exaggerated, but I feel like this is a real thing where they've got these underground parts of Chicago for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, he said there used to be like a huge problem with rats and criminals, and Billy's like, but not anymore. It's like, well, the other things ran them out. <laughs> so there's worse things than uh, criminals and rats down here. Right. Mm. I like the pun. I like the pun. Even though Marster's... Yeah, ruins he, the he pun. Doesn't read it. Yeah, because we find out. Yeah, bombs and what does he say? There's He's goblins, like, spirits of the earth, worms, riffraff, vampires, trolls. I'm verbatim here, and then he finishes it off and and various fungi. Yeah, molds and maybe it's, some leftover radiation. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, Billy's like, you. Oh, Harry, you're you're such a fun guy. <laughs> 
Wait, uh, how did Marsters pronounce fun, fun, fungi? Fun, fungi, I fungi, think. Fungi. Because I think fungi is the other one I've right. heard supposedly, possibly academic or scientist-y type people has pronounced it. So it's either fungi or fungi, but he said like fungi or something like that. So then it was just, and he didn't put the right emphasis. Well, I mean, I guess, because obviously it didn't match. So. Everybody is fungi fighting. <laughs> But yeah, you get molds and fungi and maybe some radiation. He's like, God, you're a fun guy, Harry. And yeah, unfortunately. So kudos to everybody who just read that on their own and made that. Didn't have it warped in their head by the odd inflection of... Uh, but yeah, so he finally finds the little groove in the wall and pops it open like a secret bookcase or whatever. And... So Billy's like, all right, let's go. And Harry's like, but wait, there's more. So aside from the rats and the criminals and the fungus and the radiation, there's the fairies that they're about to go see. And they're really not nice. (laughs) You're better off with the radiation. So they're going to try and trap him and get him into things and making promises and getting gifts. Don't, yeah, don't, don't take gifts. Don't offer gifts. And Billy's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And he's like, dude, they're not going to be like little fancy wrapped boxes. Like, they're going to, like, entice you to, like, sex and stuff? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, for starters. But grow up, any- Billy! Anything supernatural and food, sex, money. money. What? Mm-hmm. Playing a killer solo. So, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. so, yeah. So, he goes in a bit more about this and blah, blah, blah. Don't drink anything. Don't eat anything they offer you. Don't accept anything. Don't just sit down and be quiet and don't shut up. and be a Persephone. Don't be a Persephone. Don't do nothing about nothing because it all just leads to trouble and badness. So, Billy's like, okay, okay, fine. Can we go now? And Harry's all like, okay, I'm still not sure he sufficiently gets it, but whatever. Because I don't know if I can make him get it without him experiencing it. So, I guess we'll just go. So it's funny how Harry flip-flops between, like, not wanting to involve certain people in the supernatural world, because he's just like, it's not fair to you, you're not going to understand, like, explain it to me. And he's like, no, I don't have time for that. And other times he's just like, here's the rundown, do you get it? And they're like, no. And he's like, ah, we don't have time for it. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Would it be unfair here to make some comment about typical male or something? I'm going to say, it's the men and it's the woman. It's, it's the exact, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, not that I have anything against men. Or stereotypical at all, but as I was saying this the other day at work too, as we listened to like the twenty-year-old talk about like the stupid things he did at like sixteen, about like three of them on an ATV at night when they've been drinking, and then they're not even coming back through fields or like driving like on the shoulder of the road, and then the guy that's like the first one on it is like drunk, falling asleep, passing out. So the guy in the middle is the one that's actually trying to drive and steer this thing around the guy in front of him. And the third guy's, like, hanging onto the back. So then he figures it'll be a good idea to put him onto the front rack on the front of the ATV. So they're driving along like that. So he's still, like, the second person driving around the first guy. The other guy's sitting on the front. And then they're like, oh, no, what if, like, a cop or something comes? So they decide, let's turn off the lights so they can't. <laughs> like, you're lucky you're a lot. And then I just, again... To, like, the 16-year-old we've got, I'm like, why? I'm, like, not saying that women never do dumb things or you don't hear stories like this. But I'm like, I have to say, like, definitely 90% of the stories I hear like this, it's always guys doing dumb shit and dangerous and not, you know. Hey, watch this. (laughs) You know? Hold my beer. Yeah, I'm like, I just don't have as many dumb stories like that from, (laughs) like, yeah, you're lucky you're still alive. Um. right. So the trio make their way into Undertown. And while traveling through the tunnels, Dresden's spidey sense kicks in. We're not alone. Yeah, because they come to like kind of a fork or something. And like LED hesitates for a second and picks away. And he's like, yeah, we haven't gone like five seconds. And all of a sudden he's like, my hair is like curling. Like all my hair standing up. And like, oh shit. <laughs> That's cute. He calls her like Tinkerbell at 1.2. All right, Tinkerbell, let's go. <laughs> um... Yeah, it try. Yeah, his, the the skin on the back of his neck tried to crawl up over his head and hide in his mouth. I'm like, that's gross, just, right? Yeah. I'm like, I get the whole like crawling sense, but just for some reason, like your skin coming it's up and into your mouth is just so. Um. Yeah, they start hearing. So yeah, he's like, "Hey, Billy, watch out!" He's like, "I'll try to like look around and all spidey sense," and finally. Makes out. I think they start hearing the noises first. 
And they get the creepy tortured cat of some sadistic weirdo had made them able to talk. And yeah, I imagine that would be unpleasant, right. especially in the dark. We meet Grimalkin, a servant of Lady Winter, who is tasked with bringing Dresden to the court safely. I fucking love Grimalkin, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it's like, again, this is a little bit like what you're just saying, but sometimes he has time. Like, sometimes he's all, like, sneaky and whatever. And and here he's just like, okay, there's something down here with us. After warning Billy, like, we don't know what's down here. Shit could be dangerous. But it's like, he starts getting creeped out, and he's just immediately like, I'm Dresden. I'm the emissary. I don't have time for this shit. Get the fuck out of my way. And just expects him to be like, okay, bye. <laughs> you know? It's like, doesn't even know yet because he can't see anything. Doesn't know if there's one, doesn't know if there's a thousand, doesn't know if it's big or it's little or it's friendly or it's not. He's just like, he's like, yeah, I have no time or desire for a fight. Stand clear and let me pass. And then the thing's like, <laughs> go fuck <Maybe>. yourself. <laughs> maybe I will, maybe I won't. <laughs> That's exactly the thing that was like, because you don't even know what it is. He just assumes that he's the top dog here, and it's like, mm, everything else here is more right? than you every single time. Maybe he's feeling all hot shit because he's not alone like he usually is. A little bit of a false sense of so security with well, the, being the yeah. emissary. Definitely. Or that, or that. That's or true, having he a yeah. I was going to say, because yeah, he is on his way to see the Winter Lady, so maybe, yeah. Maybe that's part of it. It's like, mm, I'm here on Mab's orders, bitch. Like, but um, but yeah, well, I was going to say false sense of security either because he's got someone with him for a change or it's just that uh, you want to look cool in front of the people like you're teaching <laughs> and training and like, it's like, I'm not going to admit to Billy that I'm like, uh, you know. Which just, is really, just, I think, it's okay. what it is. It's okay, Billy. I got it. Just watch this. Hey, do you know who I am? <laughs> you know? And Billy's like, oh my God, Mr. Dresden, he just killed so a bunch of werewolves cool. and then went to sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that was last episode, idiots. <laughs> Callback. We're just keeping it all connected now. In case anybody jumped into the middle, they have to go back to last episode. Let's gonna go back to last episode. They're gonna have to start the beginning. Excuse me. That's what Romeo is for. <laughs> go back to the beginning. It's okay. We just keep it all together. We're just running themes here. So yeah, I just was like, okay, running theme that you're an idiot. What? I'm brilliant. You already told me that on the way here. You said you were just like me. I was insulting myself. You would never I'm insult. I'm giving reasons you would for never, my suicide note. Never insult yourself. So I know it was a compliment. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this episode is turning out so weird that I kind of like want to just not edit it at all. And just leave everything. Be like, guess what, folks? Super bonus this episode. is in the raw. Enjoy. I've added a little music for fun, but that's it. This is what we sound like. This is it. This is a conversation. Yeah, who was it? Big Dang Moose. No one wants the a last raw. <laughs> no one wants a raw episode. Okay, use protection. <laughs> Uh, and I don't think anybody wants to see us on the raw. We either. promote yeah. safe sex. They can't even get abortions in America, okay? You shouldn't give them a raw episode. <laughs> <laughs> too far, too far. Oh. Um. Well, now I have to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just say some horrible, horrible things. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um. So yeah. So now we get the voice of this tortured cat. He's like, "We know who you are," and. uh Dresden's like, all right, who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> and supposedly a servant of the Winter Lady sent here to guide them. So then Dresden's like, all right, I'm asking again, who are you? And the cat's like, fuck's sake, I'm fucking telling you again. I just told you. And he's like, hey, don't get bitchy at me. This is how it works. So I was like, ugh, we sit here. And then he's like, you know, he's got all kinds of names. He's like, uh, I am... My many names am I called, and many paths have I trod. Hunter I have been, and watcher and guide. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three times I ask, what the fuck's your name? I'm Grimalkin, you asshole. <laughs> so then Billy's all like, what's this about? And uh, and this kind of makes me wonder. So he's giving him the explanation here. Yeah, a little bit of fairy lore. Yeah. So he's like, if he passed, he can't. You know, it has to be true. So if he said it, so Billy's like, okay, so. Once he said he was sent here to guide you, and you made him repeat it, he has to honor that. And Dresden's like, yeah. But it gives the impression then that I'm like, he could have untruthfully, but the whole thing with the Fae, and this is a being of Fae, so I don't think it applies simply to the she and the humanoid fairies, right? Doesn't it not apply to all of them? Like, could Grimalkin have lied to him? 
Because he kind of does it with Toot in the first one, but with Toot, he's just getting him to promise. As opposed to just like, yeah, 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 I'll do it and forget about it. He's like, once Toot promises to go get him his information. Because, yeah, that's what he said. You know, he's like, I can come back and tell me while I'm sleeping or something like that, right? So I get sort of emphasizing the bond of, like, specifically. But this makes it sound like, you know, not that Toot would necessarily have been lying. But he's like, hey, you extra super duper double dog promise spit swore, right? Whereas, so I don't know. Could Grimwald could have lied to him and just said, no, no, I'm totally here to, you know, my grandma, what big eyes you have. It's fine. Come in. But are you saying that he's not a fairy? Well, he is part of the fairy. Because, I mean, the first thing he says yeah, is fairies right. aren't allowed to lie. Yeah. So that's so, rule one. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So Billy's like, okay, so you made him say it because if he hadn't come with good intent, if he was just like, oh, no, no, I'm totally here to take you. Come on in. I'm confused by your that, question, because he no. does make Grimalkin go through it three times. He makes him do the whole thing. That's fairy, right? Like Yes. But the point is, he makes it do it, so he has to take him. But the point is, is if he can't lie, how can he say, the lady sent me to escort you? That oh. would be a lie. Why does Harry make him insist even more on it? Like, yeah, I this see. is the thing. Like, he does it to get the... To bind it to him and make sure he has to follow through and do it. But if he can't lie, and that is basically, you know, he doesn't even really word it that strangely, does he? He basically says, my lady sent me to get you. So if that technically can't be a lie, why would you have to bind them that way? You know well, what I mean? Well, okay, I understand where you're coming from now. But I would say what he says exactly is, a servant of the winter lady sent here to guide you safely through the realm and to her court. Technically, he doesn't say right off the bat, I was sent by the Winter Lady to guide you to her court. I am a servant of the Winter Lady. I'm sent here to guide you to the Winter Court. Doesn't technically say who sent him. It's mostly inferable, but again, with Faye, you can't infer anything. Yeah, I... say it. But then, also with the Faye thing, like, it's a little bit like just... Yeah, like, you've got to say who you are three okay. times to be sure about it. Maybe it's a little bit overkill, but, like, he's got to be safe. For once. Like, yeah, I guess that, but I mean, it's just because... It or maybe it's like, like a, a learning lesson for huh? Billy. Like, listen, Billy, you've got to say it three times, even if it seems like overkill, you know? If me, a wizard, wants to get lazy with it, then I'll get lazy with it. But when I have an <laughs> audience, I have to make sure I do my due diligence. Or well, it'll be a bad train? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, and maybe this is why when Billy's like, so if he was telling the truth, he just pissed him off. But, because, yeah, because I was like, there are other points where we see other conversations. Well, even, okay, even earlier in this book, when... Harry's like, Mab asked me to find out who the killer is. You know, like, we don't know why she thinks it's a murder. And Bob is like, well, did Mab ever say she didn't do it? And Harry's like, no, not directly, right? So I'm like, okay, there, you know, he could have pinned Mab down specifically to say, did you personally kill Rule? Did you personally kill Rule? Did you personally kill Rule? Okay, I guess you didn't, right? But this is not a lot of ambivalence in this you know i'm like it's basically it's like sent to guide you to her court so i'm like he already told the truth why are you making him say it three times yeah i was gonna he's say, already made a promise because he can't lie exactly that's kind of what i'm wondering right i'm like well if they can't make an untruth then how are you gonna wiggle around that too i think it's that they can make an untruth but not directly they can't speak an exact lie but they can obviously speak in a way that is okay you know shitty but a promise they have to fulfill. So he could have spoken around, you know, the guidance thing or whatever like that. But even if he hadn't been there to do the guiding, once Harry made him say, you're going to guide us three times, then even if Grimalkin hadn't wanted to guide them, now he has to guide them three times because he's promised Which, Well, yeah, and that's what right? I understand. But he starts out to say, sent here to guide you safely through this realm into her court. So I'm like, well, so what, as soon as you, you got safely to the court and then he's going to eat you? But I'm like, he said as much with the three promises. I'm like, he can still lead you safely right up to the door and then eat you. So, see? I don't know. Okay, just move on. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, this is, this is what made me stop and wonder. Yeah. I, I kind of think like, I had that thought, too. They, they like, can't lie, but uh, you're making sure he doesn't lie to you. That's so. the same thing. Like, he's told yeah. you the truth, so... Yeah, if he can't lie, then he has that's, to... That's... He's bound. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyways, but yeah. But Billy then does make a point. He's like, so if he wasn't on the up and up, you just saved our butt. But if he was, you just, like, insulted him and pissed him off. And Justin's like, I'm not here to make friends. He's like, you haven't even heard of diplomacy, <laughs> right. have you? And all I can think about, once again now, with Critical Role in my life, is be like, 
I'll introduce you to diplomacy. That is exactly dressed in cyber <laughs> diplomacy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Diplomacy is a, a weapon, a gun. A big gun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Name is uh, gun everything. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, in all fairness, he couldn't have because diplomacy did come into existence after this was written. But nonetheless, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's all depending on your interpretation of diplomacy, Billy. <laughs> Speak softly and carry a big ass gun. So he gets little glowy footprints. I love that, the glow-in-the-dark footprints. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of And cool. if they're feline prints, then they're cute. He's like a <laughs> gnome, but Cheshire cat. They but are, evil. but they're not. Yes. Well, the Cheshire, well, the Cheshire cat, cat is kind of debatable. Well, yeah. <laughs> Most cats really cat. Well, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, they're in like this pitch black tunnel. Cheshire with- cat was sadistic. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that also applies here. Vermalkin um, is like a cougary, fucked up animal. Also very sadistic. But it does say the 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 footprints are like kind of like a cat, but more spread out and bigger and not quite right. So unfortunately, they're not probably not cute little bean oh. prints. Yeah, because that would have been like. But no, it's still just enough. Blowing cat paws just sounded cool. It does, right? But no, it's kind of <laughs> creepy because they he probably still has... Oh, and Elodie at this point, as soon as... Which is kind of funny, too, that she wouldn't... Because, again, I sort of suspect all fairies to have some sort of spidey sense. But I guess Toot never knows Harry's hiding around the corner waiting to trap him, so maybe not. But, yeah, it's Harry's spidey sense goes off, and then they hear... Like the little, and then Elodie freaks the fuck and goes Zoop! and hides in his hair, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm out." She's like, "Look, she's so tiny." She's like, "I can just literally hide out in the jungle of your hair, and they can't see me." <laughs> um. So yeah, he's got a little bit whatever he's putting off because I think he's still using his pentacle, and then yeah, it's just pitch black, and then these glowing wrong cat prints, and you can't see anything else about where you're going or like where the walls are, or where the ceiling is, or yeah. Mm-hmm. So, sadly, not cute little bean. And they finally make it to a set of doors with these carvings on it, this beautiful garden scene with fairies and lushness and some skeletons. Yeah. I love that. I was like, oh, did not see that coming. Mm, no, at first he's okay. like, yeah, it just looked like a nice garden scene, like you say, vines and flowers and, you know, and then he's like, as I start getting closer and looking more, and then it's like, yeah, spaced out, empty eyes of people in, like, fields of poppies and, like, skeletons and corpses and and then the phage is la-di-da, dancing in around and, like, hiding, you know, this little, like, fairy eyes peeking out between. <laughs> it's like, oh, it could have been so good and it just ah, went humanity, so, so bad. Just fertilizer. Right. Little playthings. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought so that was kind of cool. I liked it. Kind of cool. And kinda, well, again, right? Because you're like, oh, fairy. Oh, fairies. <laughs> <laughs> Not your friendly Tinkerbell fairies. These are the... <laughs> these are the Grimalkin and the Grum fairies. Well, it's good because it is a little bit back. It's back to the whole Alice in Wonderland and um, Peter Pan thing where it's like, yeah, like the cutesy little... Fairies and fun, mystical, like, everything does want to kill you when you turn your back on it. (laughs) Yeah. You know? (laughs) Right. It's not. Uh, But we're having fun, okay? Right. And then Billy's all like, oh, they're not really subtle. And he's like, summer's better at it than winter, but they all can be when it suits them. And it's like, which at the same time is kind of funny because he just went over the whole thing at the funeral about how, like, hard as they try to blend in, they can't. (laughs) But yet, some things they are really good and can be really subtle about. I don't know. Um... But yeah, and then Billy, this is kind of, again, a good thing. He's like, you know what bugs me? He never said he'd lead us back out. (laughs) 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 And then, yeah, they get. So he decides to pound on the door, and after a moment it opens. And the fanfare replies. What fun is that? Right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what I'd expected from the Winter Court, but it wasn't big band music. (laughs) So yeah, they step into a scene from like World War II and apparently all the costumes are very precise and authentic down to like the day and the month. And I'm like, when did Harry become such a war buff that he knows how accurate these, again, is this like in the hindsight of writing the book or whatever that when he like, you know, described it all back to Bob, Bob was like, that's exactly what they looked like. <laughs> like Harry's a fucking clue how, how authentic this stuff was. I've never met men though. They're just really obsessed with war. Well, that's true. 
It's and just like it never ends. They all want to talk about like war and tanks and shit. I guess maybe that's it. Maybe Harry is just a secret war buff like everybody else. I and- missed the war part. I thought it was just that the the because it, it said it was in this the, the hotel a, a hotel in the style of the twenties and that everyone was dressed in nineteen forties attire. I didn't I didn't catch the war. Uh, well, some of them are in uniforms of like the army and navy and stuff. Oh, I totally missed that part. Okay, that makes sense. My yes. Um, Missed the His uniforms. 1940s, 50% of the outfits were just army regalia. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dressed in regalia of the 1940s. Stockings, knee-high skirts, dress uniforms of both the army and the navy that looked authentic to the month and year. Uh, it just says dress uniforms. It does not say American. It these doesn't say been, American. These could have been British. But. They could have been 1940s. German. <laughs> the winter oh, yeah. Court. I was going to say, I'm like, it's the 1940s in America. But I was like, wait a second. It's the winter courts. So I guess, Yeah. <laughs> the 1940s in America. <laughs> they just skipped that decade. I'm sorry. 1940s? We didn't have that in America. No, because <laughs> they're in Chicago. <laughs> so which is in America. you'd think that they would be dressed as Americans. Yes, you would. But it's it was just the- funny because what you said was they didn't have the 1940s in America. <laughs> was, uh, I don't know what I was trying to say, but that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have the war in America? Did they have, I don't know. Anyways, and I think, I, I feel like Billy says something, too, on the way out that he specifically mentions World War II or somebody uh-huh. does. But anyways, yeah, there is, a, there is a, a theme to it that way. So he cautions Billy some more again. Don't let the music get to you again. All these fancy, beautiful things spinning around and dancing and the music, all of that can, yeah, all of that can do bad. I mean, even like he said, when Billy showed back up after trying to get the scent on the the Disneyland funeral crew, um, he's like comments that like the the fairies all going at the one. <laughs> that's, um, that's the Disneyland funeral crew. Well, he saw a picture of them at Disneyland, and then he ran into them at a funeral. So we don't know anything more about position. Really, I'm like, <laughs> what would it all the comes, Disneyland funeral patrol look like? It all comes back to that thing that you can't. <laughs> Apparently, you're not allowed. If anybody has like a heart attack and dies at Disney, they're not allowed to proclaim them dead on site because it's the happiest place on earth. So you have to get that shit off the property. <laughs> so technically, they're not dead until they leave Disneyland. <laughs> they're just having a nap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something. Do you um, know I was conceived at Disneyland? I mean, not directly. <laughs> Was it on the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> ride? Love Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> you know, it was the teacups. Dirty. Oh, there's, there's not room for any <laughs> exhibition. Not on the grounds of Disneyland. <laughs> Most likely during that trip we took, but not on. It was so, oh my God, it was so fun. I remember how old she was, 9, 10, 11. Sexy Anaheim. <laughs> right? Um, but it was funny. She was talking about something, about having a label and being like, it's just say like made in the USA or something like that. And I was like, well, technically you could have a label that said made in the USA. She was like, what? It was like, manufactured and processed. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> um... Um, so yeah, so he's like, don't, so anyways, I was going to say when he, when Billy comes back to see the, the fairies all demolishing the pizza and he's like, it's kind of beautiful in a Jaws kind of way. And Harry even then was like, yeah, don't look for too long. Like fairy lights can fuck with humans. Right. So now you're even more so you're not even just like a byproduct of fairies. You know, this is like the whole shebang with the higher ups and the whole and actual music and dancing and very not cool. So, um. Very not cool. Very. So not cool. So not cool. Super not cool. Super. (laughs) Super duper double dog spit swear uncool. Um, so yeah. I need to add a little ding. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So apparently all these whirling fancy dancers, um, would make like the people that you typically see on fashion magazines look ugly. Um, because they are. And then we notice the band. So then he notices the band. Who, by comparison, are not that pretty. Look deformed. They're just average humans, but now they look like deformed and hideous next to all these fancy <laughs> they're, rude as hell. I know. <laughs> they're, they're chained up and they're disheveled. His words, not mine. 
Yes, they're playing excellently and keeping, but he does notice that after a bit, that they're, like, you know, off to one side of the dance floor. And yes, every single one of them has a little manacle on a chain. So they're all prisoners, but none of them at the moment seem to be particularly upset about that. They're just giving their all and playing their little hearts out. Like a fucking professional, finally. <laughs> God, it's so hard to find good help. Yeah. We don't have time for all those stories today. So, um... One of the, uh, the, the trumpet soloist takes a stand. Yeah. His last stand. His last stand, yes, because everybody else sits down bit by bit. They all... And, uh... Yeah. Just... I don't know. Have you ever played trumpet, Tandon? Yes. It kind of makes my head feel like it's going to explode anyway. So I was like, maybe that was an aneurysm. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, I mean, I guess there's definitely worse ways. But again, just this feeling of like exactly going all like the lightheaded and the pressure and the, you know, suddenly he's trying to breathe and he can't. And yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe just because it's not very sudden. Just a little bit more prolonged. I'm like, ugh, yuck. Don't like. But yeah, he just keeps playing and 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 playing. And then finally it starts to get like, finally he starts real, you know, because his face is going through all like these color changes and he's still just playing away. And then finally the music starts to falter a little bit. And then he like literally like manages to wrench the trumpet away and is like trying to breathe and still can't and eventually just. Right. And then, oh, comes. Sorry, go ahead. A, uh, a woman slightly resembling Mab checks out the fallen man. And we get this this very typical Dresden description <laughs> of a woman. She looked young. Young enough to make a man feel guilty for, the things, for thinking the wrong thoughts, but old enough to make it difficult not to. Her hair had been bound into long dreadlocks. Each of them dyed a different shade, ranging from deep lavender to pale blues and greens of pure to pure white so that it almost seemed like her hair had been formed into from, from glacial ice she wore leather pl- pants of dark dark blue laced and opened up on the outside seams from calf to hip she wore a t-shirt tight enough to show off the tips of her breasts straining against the fabric <laughs> framing the words off with his head Alice in Wonderland yes <laughs> speaking of she had hacked the shirt off at the top of the ribcage, leaving a pale f- flesh exposed, along with a glitter of silver flashing at her navel. I'm like, it's all about them boobs, man. Right. Right. And Straining the- breasts. Although, the pants do sound kind of cool with the whole, like, dark blue leather and the one that are all just, like, laced up all this. I mean, I couldn't wear that right Carly now. Carly has jeans like that. Yes. Yeah. And they are kind of... But anyways. Are- punk edge. Right. I just get like this, like almost like deep, like metallic blue, like um, like cars and stuff. And they've got like not quite the navy, but the, you know, I'm like this is what I picture, like this dark blue shiny leather with like that sort of semi-iridescent metallic car sheen or something. But yeah, she's a psycho. Um, so yeah, she goes over and straddles the dead guy and kisses the dead guy, as you do, as you do. And then, uh, oh, there you see, don't let it be said I don't fulfill my bargains or my promises or whatever. She's like, you said you'd die to play that well. <laughs> now you have. <laughs> so, um. So this is Lady Maeve. Yeah. Or Mav. Mav? Is it yeah, Mav? It's Maeve. But somebody reads it as Mav and it sounds. And so I say Mav. <laughs> Do you? I say Mav. Oh, no, it's Maeve. I like Mav. I don't. It bugs me. My mom also had a friend. Way back when, whose name was Maeve. So that's the other reason I think it just sounds wrong to yeah. me. I'm actually... I had a co-worker, did, Maeve. Yeah, right? So you're like, it just... It, you know. It was also kind of a badass. Oh. Didn't want to get on her bad side either. So was this lady, but for an entirely different reason. Just like, she was so nice. She was like unstoppable, you know? And she had the most beautiful snow. She didn't have gray hair. She didn't have silver hair. She had like pure white hair. And she wasn't that terribly old when I was little either, but yeah. She was a lovely person in both personality and. But, anyways. Hmm. Um, so, anyways. <laughs> Maeve takes her place on the silver throne and acknowledges that they have a visitor. Finally. Just one person, not two visitors, just one. Poor, poor Billy's not actually in. 
all of Harry's like, friends, they get used to it. It's like the whole world <laughs> zeroes in on Harry all the time, and they're just like, I don't know, his fucking sidekick. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's the only important one. Although it would be kind of funny if it's just like, you know, like, like, uh, it's like, cause like, you know, he's got a new sidekick every book. It's like, sometimes he's with the werewolves and sometimes he's with like Michael and sometimes he's with Murphy and sometimes he's with other people. Right. Oh. So it's funny if like every time the bad guy's like, who the fuck is this now? <laughs> it's like, that's why oh, they that's don't it. bother. I'm not even like, learning their names. Just, yeah. 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 Right. Like, Harry and the Posse. You haven't been here yeah. long yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Until you survive like three books. I'm just, I'm not even. Yeah, exactly. What's even the point? Right. I worked at a place like that one time. Where they were killing the employees. Not not killing, but I feel like it was a driver. I'm trying to remember. Or maybe it was the site services. But anyways, basically, yeah. He was kind of like, yeah, don't take offense. He's like, I don't really bother learning anybody's names unless they last like three, more than like three months or whatever. Because the turnaround was just so like that. He's like, yeah, I just know. He's like, if you make it, if you last and stay here a significant time, then I'll learn your name. I'm like, oh, harsh, but fair. <laughs> um, so anyways. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we have a visitor, just the only important one, and whoever just he one. brought along as his take-along this time. Um, and so, yeah, they have to, she finally invites him up, so they have to go up between all these other sheets that have now taken seats at the table, everybody's emptied off the desk. Well, yeah, she, she graciously gives the musicians a little break to get their strength back, <laughs> so that they don't all instantly drop dead in this moment, just, just one at a time. Um... So he makes his way up there and uh, basically just starts out. She's like, um, uh, so yeah, he's like Lady Winter, I presume. And she's like, indeed. And he's like, you know in what capacity I'm here. And she's like, naturally. He's like, great. Did you arrange the murder of the summer night? <laughs> and, like, it doesn't offend her, thank God, like at this point. Well, Stars, she murmured, I adore mortals. Yeah, right? It's like, well, you weren't kidding when Billy was like, um, are you sure you should have done that to the Grimalkin? And he's like, I'm not here to make friends. He's like, yeah, I'm just, so did you do it? Was it you? <laughs> and uh, All and, piss and vinegar, no honey. Right, and of course, silence throughout the court. Like, oh my god, how do you? And yes, like, we may just laugh. Like, oh, you're so precious. <sighs> I can't just tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that information is pricey, bitch. Yeah. Harry's like, yeah. She's like, oh, you're so cute. And Harry's like, yeah, great. Did you do it? <laughs> yeah, deflect, deflect, deflect. Let's make a deal. Yes, and that's it. She starts and he's like, yeah, you're debating. So that's See, it. okay. So let's go back real quick. When we say, like, they did the whole Bob and blah, blah, blah talk where they decided that literally the only people who could have had the power to get rid of rule. Mm-hmm quietly and like you know sufficient as it was done as it was done has to have been the queens or the winter night or elaine or elaine or the emissary just because she exists in there yeah Yeah. she knew about it basically like that puts on the record obviously three winter queens three summer queens two emissaries and one night emissaries emissaries. we haven't got to the emissions emissions? the the emissions are coming up the emissaries (laughs) like a commissary only counting harry right (laughs) And obviously we know Harry didn't do it, and we know Rule didn't kill himself, so this gives us eight. I don't know, the police think he killed himself, they marked it suicide. Be quiet. We've got eight suspects, right? Yeah. So, Harry obviously has to go through all of them to double check this, right? Yeah. Which makes it obviously... We've read the book so far. Yep. (laughs) So we just got the queens, right? But that makes it almost, like, even worse that, like, like, clearly Raul then did have a fuck ton of power, if the only people who could have taken him out, the way he did, is a queen. And he was still all alone in his funeral. And it's like, you've got that much power. And the queens were still, like, still not worth our time. But apparently you didn't handle it right because you still got yourself dead. So, Mm -hmm. fuck you. Yeah, I guess so. You're still a little bit. They're brutal. They're. But still, it's like, it's not even like you were, like, too low priority. It's like, clearly you, as a knight, you are somewhat high up there. Or, like, the queens lend you. A modicum of power that makes you fucking awesome. Yes, but. you are kind of right up there in the inner circle of, yeah, poor, poor rule. Just, just so fickle, those fairies. Um, yeah, so then, so yeah, so she says, like, okay, well, I can't just give you that, you know, like, aces for just trying to straight up approach, but mm, no, that information is worth something, and if it's worth something, I'm going to get something for it. And he's like, it's too powerful. Mm. Right. 
great. It means that you want me to answer the question. You're going to have to, or no, it means if you want me to answer, you're going to have to pay for it. Um, and she's like, so what's it worth to you? And he's like, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I assume you have, what is it? Um, oh, it doesn't get into in the next one. Okay. I was going to comment on the, yeah. so yes. So just, he's like, I, yeah, it just ends. So he's like, yeah, I assume you have something. That's why you sent someone and gave a safe passage, even though you still made him say it 10 times, even though he wouldn't have been there and couldn't lie to you, but okay. And then yes. Yeah. You're quick. I like that. I'm like, well, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Harry gets there in the end. But yes, please, sit down. Let's make a deal. And all I can think of is a game show with costumes. <laughs> Let's make a deal. Do you remember that one? Well, that, I've heard of it. But, but I, that's the I one where I think it. they all started dressing. I don't know how it started, but eventually it became where people would always show up in like wacky, crazy con- costumes and things. Hopefully they would like stand out and get picked to be on. Because that was kind of like prices, right? You got like picked from the audience and stuff. Right. But I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, let's make a deal. And so, yeah, people would just start getting crazy and wacky in order to be noticed. So, let's make a deal. Over to you, Bob. What a weird episode. I'm sorry. It kind of was. <laughs> but that's okay. It's like we fell through the rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Just hitting our head on every stupid object in the tunnel. <laughs> you might want to insert this at the beginning of the episode so <laughs> people know what to expect. I, I kind of actually think that I'm going to there edit very little from this. no drugs involved in the making of this episode. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't Surprisingly. <laughs> As we pointed out at the stop, we were all sober. Despite that, yeah. Well, it worked out less in Tansen's favor. Or I. What's that, pussy cat? Whoa, meow, whoa, whoa, meow, whoa, meow, whoa. meow, meow. <laughs> I went for the literal. <laughs> Have you seen the John Mulaney episode? The what? Oh, you're watching the Salt and Pepper Diner now. Wait, wait let me do the out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. let me. Let me. Oh, I don't need headphones sh- for that. <laughs> I did sort of forget that that's. What I'm like, just can't. I don't remember how we do this. I guess this one's gonna be killer solo. We're not we're not blowing hot and cold yet. Oh, <laughs> we yeah, could put it shit, in. That was <laughs> oh, no, that was that was two ch- we did two chapters. <laughs> like the first twenty minutes was just random. <laughs> Ice cream truck. Like I'm not sure we have really actually more than like twenty what minutes of it's content. content. <laughs> but I really actually kind of just want to leave a lot of that in. Oh. And just preface it. Yeah, just hey everybody, this is just here. a little special for you guys. <laughs> We're getting a little silly, and this is actually really how we roll. <laughs> this is what things are like without the magic of editing. Welcome to Enjoy. a limitedly edited right. episode. They all sound like this until Tanzan magic, but there was no Tanzan magic this week because she just wants you to see how fucking stupid the other two are. <laughs> just, just so you could all appreciate how much actual work. Just in case you didn't think there was much. Know this. This is really how much work goes into this, okay? <laughs> now do you see what you're getting in the final product? Thank you. <laughs> this concludes our episode 9.11, Killer Solo. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are free flow rambling. Come on, you're buying at your own risk. We sure are. <laughs>